Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30-day trial and a free audiobook. They've got all the audiobooks. Give them a look. You'll find something you like. Now, Johnny and I are going to go five rounds with some UFC talk and a couple other things. Strap in. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Jumbled, your favorite podcast about nothing. I'm Zach. And I'm ready to rumble. Johnny just took a just took a bump of, of uh, some acetaminophen or ibuprofen or whatever, and you got your you're trying to fight off the sickies, dude. Yeah, I actually legally changed my name to I am ready to rumble. <laughs> I am ready to rumble. That's yeah. that's your name. Yeah, I figured we're going to get into it this episode. We have so many things. Uh, Joe finally responds. Um, he sure did. UFC 229. Uh-huh. And I think that's it. But you have some things uh, hidden up your sleeve to surprise me with. So who knows where we'll get into that yeah, one. Who knows, dude? Oh, Zach, getting on trouble in trouble <laughs> on the podcast. And now we found out that Zach's a... at six p.m. and you're like, eh, "She's coming home. Fuck it, I'll go ahead and record." Oh wow! Uh, are we are we keeping this? Or are we gonna? Re- yeah, you know, screw, you know, we'll keep it. Yeah, it's fun. So what we learned is a couple things. One, Zach is a real person. Two, yeah. he is a shitty husband today. <laughs> well, the hunger cranks exist. That's what we've also learned. The hunger cranks? Oh, hang, being hangry? Yeah, hangry, yeah. Ha- the hunger it's, cranks. It's a real thing. I like and, that they're called hunger cranks. I like that, actually. You like the hunger cranks better than hangry? I, I think so. I do. I, I think so. Because it's not necessarily angry. You know, like yeah, that's there's true. angry, and then there's being grumpy, and there's being yeah, the grumble being, grumps, being a grumper, yeah, the tummy grumble grumps, yeah, grumble and it's tummy a real thing. grumps. I've I've dealt, I've done it too. Oh man, I get hangry all the time. Except I get actually angry, like where <laughs> Al will just know that I'll just have that look, like I want to rip something apart. And she's like, "Did you eat yet?" <laughs> local Do you need man, a snack? <laughs> local man. Uh, pummels 14 people at the local mall at the Panda Express. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Panda <laughs> Express. You know what's real dangerous um, is going to the grocery store hangry. Uh-huh. Because, um, one, you don't have the patience to deal with everyone else's bullshit in the grocery store. Two, at least I'll speak for myself, I buy fucking everything I see. Dude, if you... Yes, it, so me and my wife talk about this all the time. If you go to the store hungry you're gonna spend more money oh and one, it's 100 you gotta eat something before you go even if it's yep. just a light thing you're gonna end up saving yourself some money just enough to take the edge off absolutely and then you don't come home with four pounds of m&ms <laughs> and like a like uh we have a costco membership oh i love costco can, and you can just buy everything in two large quantities like it's See, it's almost like if you wanted to create a like a fictional world where everything was huge around you, you just yeah. go to Costco and they're going to have it. Like if you want a, if you want a three foot high tub of cheese balls, you can get it. You can get it. They got it. Mm-hmm. You know, know there experience. is no, no excuse to be hangry at Costco though. Cause you can always grab a 75 cent hot dog and 100%. be happy as can be. Or you can just you can go around and if you're like me, you just uh, carry like a like a pair of sunglasses or something, and you just hit up all the little. Uh, Ooh, I do that too. You hit up all the little snack people. Sometimes like I all just the elderly say, Fuck se- it. senior citizens are just handing out granola and stuff. Yeah. You just you just walk by, you walk by and you grab one. You make your rounds. It's just you. And the next time around, you mess your hair up a little bit and you throw on some shades. Yeah, and man, you're more you're caring. Like, Bizarro, Zach. And now I can just go around and like get a second round and I don't have to feel guilt about it. I, I just keep taking them until they tell me to stop. I'll just, <laughs> just sit there and there. snack. Yeah. You well, just fuck stand yeah. there and take one. 
It doesn't. There's no signs that say one per customer. I'm fucking. It's, if you got true, some, I think... some delicious sausage cooking up, I'm gonna eat as much as I physically can until you're like, yo, man. You're just you're boxing kind of being everybody a fat out. Fuck right now. You're just boxing everybody out. That's right, big you're man in line, them. baby. Come at you're me, just, bro. You're just pointing them to the aisle. You're I like, give them These that are look. Delicious. Just go buy them. I give them the hangry look. <laughs> How does that? Okay, if you had to describe the hangry look. Okay, so let me describe the face Johnny's making right now. Eyes wide. Okay. So eyebrows pointed. So yep, eyebrows pointed. A scowl. Teeth and clenched. Teeth clenched. And he's also, oh, Johnny, why are you strangling that bunny rabbit, dude? That's right. I give him the look. You don't want to fuck with this. Big man's hungry. He needs to eat. <laughs> yeah, man. That You're right. There is no law at the, uh, at the snack counters. Just those stupid social norms. Plus, the people who are sitting there working are like, 200 yeah, years like, old and yeah like they give you're... a fuck you just talk to him a little bit and they're like god this guy's eating all this food that's okay he's at least talking to me making my day go a little better yeah. you know that's a huge improvement from all the little kids running around just screaming and grabbing shit and making a mess i'm a gentleman <laughs> i say hello ask them how their yeah. day's going yeah. stuff my face put my garbage away you know yeah you know what's also really dangerous i don't know if um if you have any grocery stores like this, but I've, we have a local grocery store where sometimes they'll have like a person giving out little, uh, little samples of liquor. No, we have not. We don't get that. That's a, that's an American thing. So they get you, they get you in and they always set it up Ooh, sort well. of close to the entrance. So they're like, Hey, here's, you know, get a, get a little sample. And then you, the hope is that, that you'd, you know, you take your sample, whatever, you buy a bottle, but then you also meander over to the chip aisle, you know. Mm. I should specify that we have that, but only in liquor stores. We don't s- sell booze in grocery stores here. Oh, you don't? Yeah, you guys have access to booze in many different ways than we do. Um, hmm. But, but yeah. So if you go to a liquor store, you can get those samples. And then, I mean, that's a good time just to pre-drink there. Yeah. Like, oh, I didn't really, I didn't really taste that. What, what flavors am I looking for? And then they'll be like, oh, there's, you know, in this wine, there's a hint of dark chocolate and rosebud. Like, oh, I didn't quite get that the first time. Can I have another sample? <laughs> Suck that one back. I'm like, mm, you yeah, know, all I'm tasting is grapes. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think, am I doing it too fast? Do I need to roll this on my tongue? Can I have another one? <laughs> just keep going until again they're like, until okay, your bud. teeth are all purple, or you just barter and say, yo. I'm going to buy a bottle of this. How many free drinks can I get? <laughs> at least you're at least you're honest at that point. That's right. Honesty is the best policy. That's what I always say. It's true. Uh, I, I, there's no good segue into uh, the topic. Uh, man, UFC happened this week. And, UFC uh, 229. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. Um, Jared and I talked about doing a podcast and we just got real busy. Um, we had a long weekend this past weekend, so we actually had yesterday off too. Um, so I came home thinking I had two days to record a bit with Jared and then realized Mm -hmm. that we're recording today and kind of screwed myself over. Um, but I'm sure that we can always do a follow-up because depending on how things play out, could get crazy and i know you probably want to jump right into the mcgregor khabib stuff um but i do want to talk a little bit about the overall card because it was a really good and entertaining card um i won't go through all the fights um but i will say fight of the night definitely goes to tony ferguson and anthony pettis um fighting in at 155 um this was a return of tony ferguson he got stripped of the interim belt um when he blew his mcl he tripped Mm. on tripped on stage tore his mcl um not didn't tear the mcl just removed it from the bone the connecting point Mm. um they say that's a nine month to one year recovery he came back and fought in four months oh my god on his own physical therapy plan 
Like he has some doctor's consultation, but he he's studying. He's getting his PhD in health science or something. Um, oh. So he's well aware of the body and created his own PT plan along with some specialists and came back to fight within four months. Now, this is a hungry dude. This guy, definitely a top contender at 155, um, was supposed to fight Khabib and mm-hmm. then blew his knee out. Um, and then Al Aquenta stepped in on short notice and took Khabib to five rounds. Um, so everyone was talking about what is going on with who is this Al Aquenta guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a top five fighter, but, um, and then what's going on with Khabib that he couldn't take this guy out in, you know, five rounds. And this guy had five days notice to fight. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Tony Ferguson. So two comeback stories. One, Tony Ferguson coming back from devastating knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, two, Anthony Pettis, who is a former um, UFC lightweight champion, um, had a bit of a downward turn, um, took some time off, and has come back um, and has won his last two fights, I believe. Um, he did lose this one against Tony Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Um but I will say he looks like he was back in his old form. Um, he's well known for having one of the best mixed martial arts knockouts, um, which was a, a wall run off the cage to front roundhouse. That. Yeah, that's this guy. So Ooh. huge, crazy leap to stardom. Um, I think he kind of had the same issues with he got too big for his head and then changed up his game too much, different coaches, getting changed his game plan up too much and i think he lost the old anthony pettis so he's come back um and he you could tell that he's refound himself in his fighting style um he's a great striker um the fight was a a brawl um i will say tony ferguson had the upper hand most of the time um but anthony pettis did hurt him which was pretty exciting couldn't quite put him away um the fight ended with anthony pettis um, throwing in the towel in between the second and third round, I think, or the third mm. and fourth round, because um, he broke his hand. Oh, shit. So he almost KO'd Tony Ferguson, tried to finish the fight, couldn't quite do it, um, and then talking to his coach said, you know, I broke my hand, I can't fight. And his coach is like, if you're not going to be able to put that hand up, you're not going to throw it, I'm not putting you out there. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, I think that's the right decision. It sucks. You could tell... Um, Pettis wanted to keep fighting and he had fight in him, but he was making the smart move. And I, I think the show that he put on, um, definitely got fight of the night. He's going to get a bonus. And I think it shows Dana White that he's back. Um, there's a really cool moment where he's on top of Tony Ferguson and he takes a moment to look at the camera and he's bloody as shit. And Mm -hmm. he just like sticks his tongue out and like arches his back like a werewolf or something. And you could tell that he is just into it. Like he didn't care that he was losing. He was there to brawl and he wasn't afraid. Um, But Tony Ferguson is just so dominant, incredibly fit, a superior fighter. Um, But, you know, he just, he was too much. And and, I mean, well, he broke the guy's hand with his face. So there's that. (laughs) So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see hard head to to do that kind of damage. (laughs) Yeah. That's just the risk of, of, punching you know ahead basically um so it'll be interesting to see what happens now with connor and khabib and and now tony ferguson you know having a vicious comeback and showing that he's really going to be a challenge um you know he's going to want khabib um mcgregor didn't didn't have a great showing but we'll get to that um i will say the best moment of the night best moment for me um was Derek Lewis versus uh, Alexander Volkov. Mm-hmm. Um, so Derek Lewis, I don't know if you saw the the post-fight interview oh, with I, Joe yeah, Rogan. I was, I was going to talk about that. Gone viral. So apparently he gained 500,000 Instagram followers after that post-fight oh, interview. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I Incredible. Saw, I saw a, uh, a GIF earlier. It was, <laughs> it was Derek Lewis, and he's standing there. It's his UFC picture. So he's shirtless, whatever, and then on his crotch, there's just like fl- there's like flames coming off of it, but it's <laughs> but, but it's a gif. So for you guys that didn't catch it, like one of the things that he said at his post fight interview, which is, I I didn't see highlights. I know he he ended it pretty in a pretty good fashion, but yeah. Well, let's uh, let's let's see why you could why you could see he was so so ramped up. So he was getting his ass beat. 
Yeah. For three rounds. I think that fight was a three round fight. Yeah. Four round fight, whatever. Just getting his getting picked apart. And he was pretty shy and he's expressed he had challenges with back issues and he did fight Francis and Ganu and that was like a no fight fight. So there was mm-hmm. some pretty big skepticism. It counted as a win for him, but it wasn't a good showing. Um he looked tired. He's a big man. He's not a technical yep. fighter. He's got heavy hands and a shitload of heart. And yeah. he was getting picked apart by a far superior striker. Waited and waited and waited. Um, you know, some of the people I was watching the fight with, like, what is he doing? What is he doing? Why isn't he fighting? I was like, he's waiting for that shot. He's waiting for the shot. He knows he has to knock this guy out to win. He knows. So he's saving energy, waiting for that slip up. That slip up happens with 20 seconds left in the match. And he knocks him out and goes to ground and pound and the ref stops the fight and he wins. But he is gassed. First thing he does after he wins, which I didn't really catch at first, was he takes his shorts off. So he's yeah. standing in the middle of the ring in his compression shorts, in his bo- like boxers basically. And yeah. Joe Rogan walks up and just kind of gives him a weird look and sees his shorts draped over his shoulder. He's like, Derek, like, you took your pants off. Why'd you take your pants off? And in... <laughs> In a you know gasping for breath, he's like, "Man, my balls was hot." <laughs> <laughs> and just and is... yep, circles back around to the flaming the flaming yeah. genitals gif that I saw earlier. My balls was hot. My balls was hot. Um, best dude. best post fight interview ever. Joe Rogan ever. loses it. He's like, "I get that. Ever. I get that." And yeah. then. You know, they talk about what's next because he was a number two fighter for heavyweight. And, mm-hmm. and the, the the title shot comes up against Daniel Cormier. And he's like, what? I need to sit my fat ass down. I'm exhausted. I ain't talking about no title shot and you get my cardio up. And <laughs> Joe Rogan, just this down-to-earth, honest guy. He's like, man, I ain't, I ain't that technical of a fighter, but I'm learning. But I got a lot of heart, man. I got a lot of heart. Yep. It's a fucking rights, dude. Like you, you just took a beating and waited for your opportunity and laid this fucker out. Boy, and then you and get what, offered a title one. shot. Most people, number two, you win that fight. You immediately say, "Well, you know what? I beat Francis Ngannou, who was supposed to be the heavyweight phenom. That fight mm-hmm. was garbage, but whatever. Beat this guy. Come from behind." Most people are calling out that title shot, right? Because the heavyweight right. division, you don't really know what's going on. Right. And he's like, I ain't ready for that shit. I need to get my cardio up. And then Yeah. And I mean, well, and that's and that's pretty it's a pretty truthful and honest moment, you know, like he Oh, 100%. And, and to and to be so self-aware of his performance that, that even after he won the fight where most people would be ready to celebrate and sort Do, of and, yeah, get away up. with everything. He's like, "Nah, man. I need to come back and reevaluate." Yeah, he's yeah, I mean that's the big thing is you gotta you gotta get your cardio up, you gotta you gotta work on your uh, and your cardio so you can go all you know you can go full speed all three rounds or five rounds whatever it ends up being. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he's got uh, what he's got in the future. He's got some heavy hands though, man. That oh, that guy can... was that was a monster knockout, dude. That guy can drop some bombs. And then to top it off, at the end, he he asks Joe Rogan if he can come on the podcast next week and smoke some weed in front of everyone, like in front of David White. Everybody, the, yeah, it's like, yeah, the, man, I want to get on your podcast and smoke <laughs> some weed. The Nevada Sports Commission, all this, <laughs> just like everybody's like, hey, man, let me come smoke some weed with you. The Nevada governor's in attendance <laughs> who oversees the commission. Oh, my God, incredible. So staying on this topic, crazy announcement today i have not heard Derek lewis confirmed to fight daniel cormier ufc 230 november 4th for the belt what november 4th less than a month less than a month he's taking another fight so clearly his cardio he's just like yeah fuck it i got a title shot i'm getting old i'm running out of time here's my chance dc mark it down yeah mark it down sunday november 4th guys Oh my oh god, my. that's surprising. Less than a month. I get back from Mexico that day and I am going to try and watch that fight no matter what. That's going to that's a really good card one too. I I'll be honest, I so they needed someone to take the 
they needed a, a co-main event for for Madison Square Garden. They want to sell it out. And right. as I said, the heavyweight division has been in a bit of limbo since Daniel Cormier beat um, Stipe. And um, I'm still bitter about that, but he, he won it fair and square, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Stipe said he wants wants a, a rematch. And Cormier has said that he's kind of only looking for one, maybe two fights left before he wants to retire. And there are a bunch of rumors that he was going to fight Brock Lesnar for a big money, money fight because mm. Brock brings paper brock sells pay-per-views whether or not you say he's a good fighter or not that's debatable but he can sell pay-per-views yeah. uh he just can't stay clean and i know he's been you know under uh strict supervision of usada um and i think he's been doing okay but i'm assuming there's something wrong there he, he failed one test um and they needed to put give something to dc and i imagine I imagine DC is going to rip through Derek Lewis. He's beaten him in the past. I'm pretty sure he's beaten him in the past. Um, regardless, DC does not, or sorry, Derek Lewis does not have the cardio to deal with the pressure of a wrestler that is Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Um, but he has shown that he can come from behind and he can knock out, knock a guy out. That's the thing about that heavyweight division. It only takes one punch. All those guys can can knock each other out with one clean shot yeah um, and he looked like he came out of the fight i mean he's getting picked apart as he said but he didn't look really worse for wear after he did like, not he have didn't... a whole lot of damage yeah he's a he's a resilient tough tough guy um i think he's crazy to take a, another fight within less than a month that's um, so nuts. I, I would not have expected that i would have, i would have said maybe like I don't know, 232, something like that. Like, you know, give yourself a little bit of time to get in the gym. and Yeah, you'd like to see three months in between, but he didn't take a lot of damage. He's in decent shape. Um, yeah, I think his training camp will be somewhat light because um, yeah. he's in more or less <laughs> fighting form. Yeah, and by training he's a, camp. It's not even much of a training camp, obviously. I mean, well, he, just... that, he needs to hit a treadmill. Um, 100%. If, I don't. If I was his coach, I mean, obviously you need to work on wrestling defense. So takedown yeah. defense, heavy, heavy takedown defense, yeah. and get his cardio up, and yeah. teaching him how, like he needs to work on getting back up once he gets taken down. And I think he can let his hands fly when he gets his moments, and he's he'll figure out the timing, and it might take him a few rounds. Yeah. Um, but he just needs to not get gassed. But my See prediction: it. DC heavy favorite. Yeah. I think DC takes him in round two. See, that's I, I'm sort of thinking you go the opposite route. I think with such a short turnaround, like if you had a longer camp, you could focus on like, you know, wrestling defense and whatnot. I think with such a short turnaround, you just say, "Hey, get your cardio up," and then focus on your strengths. You know, like yeah, just focus on the strengths. Get that striking. Get you know. You know, I mean, cardio and striking. I mean, that's pretty much it. Obviously, you got to be a little more rounded than that, but mm-hmm. but it's not a lot. It's not a lot of time. You know what I'm saying? So you almost don't want to overcomplicate with such short amount of time. Yeah, and it's he's practice. Obviously, he's practicing. He has a a base knowledge of of sure. takedown defense and and sure. the ground game, but it's not his thing. He's a brawler. Um, and he's always going to be a brawler. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't, I don't suspect he'll change his style that much. Um, cardio is going to be an issue, um, with DC cardio is an issue with everyone against DC. Um, I would say the most fit person fit man at heavyweight would be Stipe. And and you could see that he was getting tired from all the pressure that DC puts. He's just, that's his style. So yeah, it'll be, uh, I'm excited. It, I mean, win or lose, Derek Lewis is a an awesome guy. Yeah. Great Instagram. He's hilarious. Um, he's humble in victory and defeat. Uh, he takes criticism really, really well. And I think this is kind of, you know, coming close to his swan song. And he yeah. might have a chance here. And, you know, he I does think... it great. And if he doesn't, I don't know. Like, if DC wins, I don't know what he's going to do after. Like, yeah. he, maybe I mean, hold he... out. Yeah, he. Uh, all I know is he better hold off on that on that weed smoking <laughs> venture with Joe Rogan. He might uh, want to hold well, off. Well, it is for legal in Nevada, so who knows? Rest um, up. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but I don't uh, know. It'll be, be funny. So the real fight: Khabib versus Connor. 
Yeah, so you uh, you seemed, last week I was re-listening to the episode today, it seemed like you were sort of coming around to, you know, to thinking maybe Connor could take this thing. It yeah, sort of seemed I... like it sort of seems like that's that's where your head was last week, and honestly, you had no reason not to think he he couldn't. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's a talented guy, um, but we saw it unfold a different way. I I definitely put, you know, last week put more stock into Connor than I probably should have. Though my prediction remained the same. I wanted Connor to win, but I didn't think he would. Um, I think he had a chance. Mm-hmm. And he definitely was playing into that game. He was, you know, keeping his right hand out for like as a measuring stick and a bit mm-hmm. of a distraction. And he keep he kept that left hand cocked and low and ready, mm-hmm. just waiting. Um, so the big surprises for me out of this um, was not how good Khabib was on the ground. That's his thing. There's no one yeah. better on the ground. Honestly, I mean, when you wrestle bears, yeah. Literally, um, <laughs> but what I what I liked to see out of Khabib was they had a moment where he stood up and said, "I know I can dominate you on the ground. I'm going to send you a message standing up." And mm. they they traded and and I would honestly say I think Khabib did more damage standing up as well. Um, Connor, you know, he handled the pressure really well in the first round, second round. Um, he he looked relaxed on the ground. He was well practiced took his time didn't you know waste too much energy trying to scramble got up you know a couple times but Khabib just had that nasty um lower body control over those mm-hmm. legs and tight tight pressure and getting getting Connor to the cage so he couldn't you know less opportunity to scramble and it was uh what happened you know yeah. We, what happened was what we said was going to happen. He'd get down and he'll ground a pound and and wear you out. And Connor couldn't didn't have an answer to that. No, and I'll I'll say Connor at least just from what I saw in the highlights, he looked like he. I, I'm sure he probably I don't know if this was because he had to cut weight or anything like that, but he looked a lot thinner and he did out, and, and less bulky than usual. Um, so I don't know if that played into any, any of it at all, but he's definitely, his muscle mass was, was much, much lower than, mm-hmm. than what I'm used to seeing him with. All right, guys, let's take a second to talk about our sponsor, Audible. Head over to audibletrial.com slash jumbled and get your free 30 day trial and a free audio book. Guys, the book that I'm going to recommend for this month is Dad is Fat by Jim Gaffigan. I can relate to the title of this book on a spiritual level because I love ice cream. Um, so, and I'm a dad. So there you go. Uh, basically, this book just talks about living with five children. He and his wife just surviving with five children. And that's basically all you're doing when you have five kids is you're surviving. And God bless his wife because when he's touring, it's got to be hell on earth. So, um, yeah, just give it a listen, guys. It's Jim Gaffigan. Everybody knows Jim Gaffigan. He's got his own comedic take that he's going to put on this. Um, just trust me, you're going to love it. Uh, so pick that one up. If you don't want to listen to Jim Gaffigan, they got 180,000 other audiobooks that you can choose from. So you're going to find something that you like. Head over, give, uh, give them a look. Give every, give them just a full look over. You got 30 days. You get to keep your audiobook after the 30 days are up. And yeah, it's an open and closed case, guys. So head over, give it a listen, and uh, that's it. We're going to get back to the podcast. AudibleTrial.com slash jumbled. Again, that's AudibleTrial.com slash jumbled. Hey, Johnny, you got some something else to say? That's what a lot of the analysis coming out is that Connor did not look himself at his, like, at his normal 155 weight. He did look thinner he looked a little pale and i'm not making excuses i I honestly there i know connor wants a rematch and he said immediately he wants a rematch and i don't i don't see what connor can do differently to 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 change the outcome of that of that fight connor's great on the ground and from a jujitsu background but he got controlled and that's I mean that's the big p- purpose of jujitsu is about controlling your opponent, and mm-hmm. wrestling is all about controlling your opponent. 100%. And and Khabib is just a master at that. As good as Connor is, 
we knew could be was going to be better. I had hoped that Connor had enough to at least help him out a bit more, but he didn't. I don't think that's going to change in three or six months or even a year. That's yeah. I, I think he's, I think he approached whatever he did in his camp. I, and I'm not sure what all that involved, but he just looked too, too thin. He he looked like he didn't look, he didn't look like he was healthy. Like I don't think it, the cut went well. There's rumors that he was sick or had the flu or whatever. I mean, rumors, rumors. Yeah. One thing I will say about about Connor, as big mouthed as he is and antagonistic leading up to the fight, mm-hmm. he is always humble in victory and defeat. That's and, true. And that's one thing that I will always respect. And I think partially why I like him so much, because I can see past the, the boisterous mentality of the pre-show buildup and, yeah. you know, being that persona, cause that's who he is. But in the cage after the fight, win or lose, he's a humble guy. And, you know, he, he openly admitted Khabib had his number. He did not have an answer. He yeah. wants to go at it again. Um, and, that, and he was saying that stuff after the shit show that followed that fight, which we'll get to in a minute here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you look at all the, the, the bad blood between him and Nate Diaz, and after those fights, you know, very sportsmanlike. Knocks out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds in the title fight. Said nothing but good things to about Jose Aldo after that fight. Right. Um, you know, so he's got a big mouth and he did he deserve an ass whooping 100 percent. oh sure i love connor and i know a lot of people you know there's you know get get mad at all of the the dick riding connor fans and maybe i'm a dick rider i like who he is as a fighter i like his style i like the energy that he brings to sport i like what he's done for the sport I don't necessarily yeah. like how he approaches it some of the shit that he said to khabib um, yeah, the the out the outside the ring shenanigans. Yeah, and I don't like, you know, how he acted, um, you know, post Mayweather fight with the the Dolly incident or um, mm-hmm. when he you know jumped into the ring in another fight. Like he he's a shit disturber, and I think he got too out of hand. The issue yeah. is that hype sells more tickets, and I I think that's where the UFC is 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 getting into some trouble is that they've rewarded this bad behavior. So now all these other fighters are saying, this is who I need to be to get my shot, to get my title, to sell more pay-per-views, to make more money, to get my bonuses. Um, Cause that's what they've done for Connor is they've, they've rewarded and, or turned at least turned, you know, a blind eye towards those shenanigans. And I mm-hmm. think he should have been punished maybe a little bit harder for the Dolly incident because he interrupted a card, hurt fighters, yeah. fights had to get rescheduled like i don't think he needed criminal charges i don't I, i'm okay with that not happening but i think there should have been a firmer stance from the ufc yeah. but he sells and they're a business and they they're out to make money and they they've they've not shied away from that fact yeah well it's 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 that whole drama aspect right i mean it's and i and i'm not making a direct comparison but it's it's sort of like how professional wrestling sells oh, a lot of tickets. Oh, it's so it's so becoming professional wrestling, and then there's conversations around that too. Of if that drama sells, and they mm-hmm. need to they need to you know spark some energy. Um, a lot of the weight divisions are starting to dry up with big personalities or big fights or fun fights, exciting fights. Yeah. And Connor is the kind of guy that can make that happen, and and you saw a bit of that with. Brock Lesnar shoveling Daniel Cormier and now, you know, DC's fighting Derek Lewis. So I, I think yeah. they're they're trying to let it happen somewhat organically. I don't think I don't think the UFC is staging that at this point, but I think they're hoping and kind of giving opportunities for that shit show to happen. I do 100%. think I do think what happened Saturday night got out of hand. Um, oh yeah. So and completely out of character for Khabib. Um, for those of you who didn't know, although I mean this may be mini spoiler alert, but not really. Um, so Khabib won, and one of of McGregor's coaches, um, Dan Dennis or Derek Dennis, 
mm-hmm. um, was doing some serious trash talking. And Dennis is a former professional fighter. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Guy can handle himself. He's Connor's jiu-jitsu coach. And right. he's saying something. I didn't really quite get what the words were uh, to Khabib. And Khabib loses his mind, climbs over the fence, jumps into the crowd, and starts fighting with Dennis. Dan Dennis, whatever. Um, so that happens. In the meantime, Khabib's crew jumps into the cage and starts attacking Connor. So here's where some more video analysis needs to be done. Um, I've tried to watch a few to kind of get a sense, but it's shaky cell phone camera. You can't really tell. Um, Mm -hmm. So my understanding was a guy approaches Connor, pushes Connor, Connor throws a punch. Connor probably partially in the wrong on that one. Um, Another guy cheap shots Connor from the side Connor deals with him, and then another guy jumps over the fence. He's in a red shirt. We'll call him the D-bag in red. This guy I have the least amount of respect for. He jumps in from behind Connor mm-hmm. and then punches him from behind. Yeah, so, I saw that. So that all the of only that, one I think I saw. All of that, you know, should not have happened. Um, in the video that I saw, Connor was standing, you know, with some of his team, you know, accepted defeat, hands on his hips waiting for the official announcement and the shit show happens and he's just kind of you know shocked in the moment shocked in the loss or whatever and then these guys start beating on him and he loses his mind and tries to fight back and then you know there's basically a crazy brawl inside between team members and refs and nevada state commission trying to pull people out and then everything that's going on inside the fan like inside this the seating with khabib um complete shit show uh i know that they arrested three people i'm assuming it was the three guys um that that attacked connor inside inside mm-hmm. the cage um last i heard connor decided not to press charges um yeah. I, there's obviously some visa issues um with khabib khabib's in some serious trouble now with his visa issue let, al- let mm-hmm. alone what what the nevada um, gaming commission decides to do um those three guys, obviously, I'm assuming, are not American. Um, Khabib typically trains with his countrymen, which is obviously working for him. They're a hardy group. Um, so there could be some challenge with them. I know a couple of them are pro fighters who might never fight in the UFC again. So there's a lot of big shots that could have been blown. Yeah. Um, as of Saturday night, the last I heard was the, the UFC is withholding Khabib's purse until further notice i heard um, they, they were holding connor's as well they gave connor his they reviewed the Did footage okay. and connor connor got paid that night um dana white said so anyways um i haven't heard anything about khabib's purse or the his share of the pay-per-view selling um dana white obviously was trying to deal with a lot of crazy shit um right. i wasn't sure what was going on and what was happening but basically said the UFC is going to officially wait for the Nevada Gaming Commission to make a decision. And depending on what that suspension or what their decision could be, they may or may not strip Khabib. Um, and that'd um, be shame, too, because, I mean, he he deserved, deserved the win, you know? I mean, he oh, got 100%. the win. But and I, I think and got... part of it is, you know, Connor and his team took a really hard approach on Khabib for his religion, his family, where he's from, like cross some lines. So I, I understand Khabib wanting to beat the piss out of all those guys. I sure. truly do. And honestly, if I was him, I probably would have done the same thing. Cause I'm not a bigger man than that. Um, you know, you can say whatever you want to me, but you start dragging in people, my family in, mm-hmm. and that's, that's another story. Um, it's sad because Khabib had talked about retiring if he won this fight. Mm. Um, and I think it would have been an amazing feather in his cap to have, have dominated until now, the arguably one of the best pound for pound fighters, mm-hmm. one of the most decorated professional fighters in mixed martial arts history. Yeah. Um, you know, two way class champion, like Connor's resume goes on and on and on. And then he got absolutely handled. Yeah just handled and Khabib could have gone out on a high note there and said I've done it all I'm 28 no I beat the golden boy handedly didn't even get Mm -hmm. hurt 
Um, and you know, what happened happened. And now I feel like we're going to be in a situation like the Dolly situation for Connor, where he's going to have to do a deal to make up some money. And, you know, Connor signed a six fight deal with the, with the UFC. And there's a lot of speculation that he did that so he can get out of suspension and have some leniency and he'll make some money. And now Khabib might get roped into that too. Um, I think what I would like to see is Khabib and Tony Ferguson. I think Tony Ferguson needs, needs that redemption opportunity. Um, Mm -hmm. He's ready. He's clearly ready. He's an exciting fighter. I don't think he'll beat Khabib. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I think he has great potential to, and then that gives Connor time to regroup, recover, um, train a bit more, get get his situation sorted out, whether it's a health concern or training or diet or whatever was going on with him. Um, focus on his plan, and then we might see Khabib Connor two in a year. Yeah, you think he's going to stick around for a little bit longer than Khabib? Oh, well, I think he's going to get strong-armed into doing it because now any fight that he's on there's going to be some drama around it and people are going to want to watch. For being 28-0, Khabib was kind of flying under the radar. You, he, was. He, was, he wasn't really a big mainstream fighter. And, and yeah, he didn't have the hardest or the toughest route to 28-0. Like he did get some pretty good easy fights, but he was strategic. Yeah. And I, I can't fault the guy for that. He still fought. He still won. You know, The UFC put that fight on, so they clearly thought there was some challenge there. Um, but I imagine now he's, they're going to want to do, they're going to want to play off for the pay-per-view selling and they're going to ride this out and then give, give Khabib Connor two. And if Connor wins guaranteed, there'll be a third. If Connor loses, I think it's done. And Khabib will, after that Khabib wins, keeps his head cool and can walk away saying, okay, now I'm, now I'm 30 and O. I right. beat, beat Tony Ferguson, beat beat Connor cleaned up the division. There's nothing here for me. None of you guys can say that I had an easy route. Yeah. You know, he's just got to approach it with the, uh, the whole walk softly and carry a big dick stick, big dick stick, dick stick. I see what's on your mind here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) no, he's he's, seriously, you do have to, you just got to change your, your mentality, like, you know, humble and, Sort of like you said about about Connor, you got to be humble in your yeah, and that's that's typically your... who Khabib is though. That's the thing; yeah. it was so out of character for him to to lose his cool. And what it showed was clearly Connor was getting under his skin, um, and whatever Dana said set was enough to you know the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, I don't mm-hmm. think Khabib will make that mistake again. I I highly doubt it. I know he was super regretful of it. He was embarrassed. He got stuck in the moment or caught up in the moment. Um, he made a bad choice. He made a really really bad choice. I don't think his choice was as bad as Connor's was with the dolly. Honestly, mm, um, yeah. You know, people. It's not like Khabib was fighting, you know, Joe Blow fans in the stands. He was That's fighting true. a professional fighter who can handle his own. They went in into that engagement. I did hear a joke that Dennis landed more punches on on Khabib than Connor did, um, <laughs> which you know take that as you will. Yeah. But uh, I, I I imagine he's he's gonna sign another fight contract, probably a two fight contract, where he'll fight Tony Ferguson. They're gonna give him a shot, mm-hmm. and then they're gonna do the rematch um, of Khabib and Connor and see how that how that lands, but. I after seeing I had higher hopes for McGregor's striking ability um mm-hmm. to to out outplay or be a bigger threat and Khabib clearly practiced his stand up because he was not scared standing up and he used it perfectly um where he had to he had to strike with Connor otherwise he had to strike to set up the takedowns and if he didn't strike and he just kept going for the takedowns that's where he knew who's going to get caught he had to show Connor that he was willing to stand and bang um, to keep Connor's timing off, to keep him on his toes, to keep him thinking double threat, and then setting up the takedown. And that's what he did. He did it beautifully. He had a perfect like plan. He did the same thing every time. Um, yeah. He was consistent. He had a game plan. He knew what it was. He believed in it. He trusted it. He committed to it. He executed it. And I don't, I don't know where Connor can go from there, aside from catching a shot, but... 
he he'd landed a couple decent ones, but at the end of the day, Khabib didn't seem hurt. Well, concerned. obviously, obviously, whatever Connor did in training was <laughs> was not what he needed to do. So I'd well, like to see. It's I'd hard like to, to see say that. Bulk. But well, I mean, yeah, it could have just been you know circumstance or whatever. I'd like I'd like to see him bulk up a little bit more, maybe, uh, or just get back to the the Connor that we're used to seeing. And I think he could be a better one fifty five. Don't get me wrong, um, but at the end of the day. Khabib's style is all around neutralizing Connor's style. And that's why mm-hmm. wrestlers are good wrestling backgrounds have such high success rates in in the in in mixed martial arts. It's the best sport or combat sport that you can have a background in to go into mixed martial arts because sure. you could it's a lot easier to teach people the basics of punching than mm-hmm. it is the basics of wrestling and and the control aspect and the level change and the creativity of it and the and you just... really wear somebody down on the exactly. ground as well. Yep. And yep. and you know, Connor doesn't have great cardio. I think he was he showed the best at least I don't know if he had the best cardio going into that fight, but I think he mm-hmm. showed that he had a the best mindset on how to conserve what energy he did have. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting. I'm gonna follow it closely. Um, I want to hear about what ends up happening when, when the Gaming Commission announces. Um, as I mentioned, um, the governor of, of Nevada was in there and got rushed out. He was panicked and terrified. It's not a good image for the sport. No. Um, that's still as established as they are, still trying to gain um, credibility within the combat sports world. And it's still seen yeah. as you know dirty cage fighters, street fighters, no rules and then this happens it does not look good but yeah, you know what they say the cause. um no publicity is bad publicity or all publicity is good publicity whatever it is um, same thing yeah i, I it's it, they're trending it's crazy it's a good story they can bank on making it you know another great pay-per-view and it just comes down to what the gaming commission wants to do and it might be a six-month suspension, and then he has to fight Tony Ferguson, and then he fights Connor. We'll see. Yeah, it, it it's weird how how the entire state, the entire crowd turned against Khabib. Like they were all, like everybody was. There were so many boos after he jumped into the, yeah. into the crowd, and it. Well, that's boos for a lot it's of really reasons. Sad. But... Well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's sad because you know he deserved to have a, you know that sort that of fight though resonated. So they had something like three times as much security than they normally mm-hmm. book. There yeah. were fist fights happening between fans prior to the fight. Fuck. And there were serious fist fights happening between fans after the fight. I'm saw sure. some saw some crazy videos of, you know, Irish pride, Russian pride, and they're just beaking each other, fighting each other, knocking each other out. Some crazy fights inside that arena, um, next to the concession stand. So some huge fallout. Obviously, that's not what you want. It's not a safe environment. You don't no. You don't want to see that happening and. That, that that's I guess the the downside to the the high country pride and they played off on that Russia versus Ireland and, sure. and all of that and those people are both super proud tough groups of people and bunch of testosterone and high emotion and yeah you know it's it's unfortunate but yeah but, but I mean that's, that'd be sort of like if you went to an NFL game and then after the game ended some random dude tackled you out in the out by the concession stand you know what i'm saying like it's yeah (laughs) like it 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 doesn't look good but i think it's all i think it all just sort of started obviously with khabib jumping out and i mean you said it was going before but i i doubt it would have escalated so quickly if if it hadn't gotten to the point that it got to but oh yeah i agree it was definitely a shit show it was entertaining i loved the whole fight, the fight was good. All the fights were good, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the aftermath is kind of a shit show and will probably continue to be so. Uh, but it's going to make for some good TV. And now we have, you know, the Black Beast taking on Daniel Cormier for a title shot. 
and I I'm gonna be cheering for Derek Lewis. I'm I know he's gonna lose, but I want that underdog story. Like that. Underdog story. Let's go. Let's go, uh, dude. I'm I'm pumped for it too. I you know what? I hope he I hope he takes it or at least shows up and gives him a run for his money. Um, you know, because that's what you that's what you want to see out of any fight. Um, but especially you got you got to just pull for the guy just because he seems like such a like a good dude. You know, yeah, just a good down to earth, tough brawler, yeah. and I respect that. I mean, I'm personally not a super technical fighter. I I have a lot of parallels to Derek Lewis in, in my fighting style, and mm-hmm. and that's probably why I like him so much. Um, but uh, it, it's gonna be he's got a he's got a puncher's chance. That's the thing, and he's a yeah. puncher in. It can happen. Yeah. DC's been knocked out before. He can get knocked out again. Yeah, we're going to see pretty soon, man. I mean, God, it's, it's still hard to believe that he's taken a fight in less than a month after. Yeah. It's just it's so nuts. Money, baby. Money, money, money. Yeah, you got to follow the money. And he's probably trying to jump jump on it while it's hot. His name's out there, and he's, he's viral. And... Man, I would fight Daniel Cormier tomorrow for half the purse that Derek Lewis is probably going to get. <laughs> and I I probably wouldn't last 10 seconds, but I would be willing to take a 30-minute ass-whooping for a few hundred thousand dollars. 100%. 100%, dude. Uh, absolutely. Um, so I don't think we have time for multiple things plus i don't think the uh one one thing i wanted to talk about is is gonna sort of flow with where we've been with this podcast this episode yeah this definitely Uh, turned into uh fighting with jumbled a lot longer than i thought it would so i apologize for that's yeah i mean hey you know what this podcast is what it is and it's sometimes gonna be one thing it's sometimes gonna be another thing you know if you're looking for more of a comedy centric podcast then hey come back next week maybe it'll happen next week <laughs> maybe it'll it, well we got a few minutes what do you got let's 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 throw well, one, one of your favorite things out let's let's <laughs> let's let's noodle around here well this is this is going to be uh this is going to be more comedic obviously um because i'm talking and that's all that i do um so i was talking with my wife earlier who you guys heard earlier um and we were talking about things that that happened to men that you know that females would never get to experience things that happen to females and men never get experience and it got me thinking i haven't seen this in a while johnny have you ever been to any kind of like public like like i don't know like a football game or baseball game or something like that and you walk into the bathroom and there's a big trough with ice in it and then Mm -hmm. all the guys are peeing on the ice yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate those, by the way. <laughs> so I said this to my wife, and she was silent for about 15 seconds. And I think she was trying to figure out if I was being serious or not. You pee in a, a trough full of ice? Yeah, that's it's where a... the beer comes from. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's a weird thing when you think about it. You just just a bunch of dudes gathered around but it's sort of fun because you're who can melt the most ice you know yeah i so fun johnny fact i am a little bit pee shy and really uh, with that big with that hog i so so here's where it stems from and not to toot my own horn <laughs> i say i'm average people say i'm bigger than average um <laughs> i have a friend named james who has come up with several nicknames for me uh, all genitalia based. Let's hear it. Uh, well, mostly banana. He just calls me Mr. Banana. So my Calgary group of friends here really refer to me as Mr. Banana. All right. Uh, hey, uh, listeners, real quick, before Johnny continues on, I want some fan art, okay? I want you to draw Johnny <laughs> as Mr. Banana, okay? I will change our all of our social media avatars, oh, at least for a day, to Mr. Banana, Okay. I will give you a shout out and everything. I just want some fan art. Let's make it happen. Continue, oh, Johnny. Um, so I've known James for ten years now, maybe a little okay. more. Um, and he constantly makes fun of my genitalia. If you can see it through my pants, or if we're working out, or whatever, 
to the point where I'm so self-conscious about it that I get pee shy. And maybe this will help with maybe this will help with my pee shyness. Yeah. By publicly uh, um, expressing or sharing my my fear, but yeah, I get pee shy. Yeah. And you know, it's sporting sort of like events that... is where it, it really peaks at sporting events. Yeah, I okay. So here's here's my challenge to you, Johnny. Okay, any you know how there's the there's an unspoken rule in between guys. If there's an if there's a stall, if you can fit a stall in between you and the next guy, you're supposed to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Here's my here's my challenge to you. Screw that rule. Go <laughs> next to. Go next to a person, even if there's, there's just one dude all the way on the end and all like eight urinals. Mm. You have to go right next to him and make some kind of little comment or joke. Have you ever been? Uh, have you ever been checkmated in uh, in the urinal line? Checkmated. Uh, so no, explain. So, so speaking like your rule. Uh, so if you're the first guy in, you either go to the first urinal. Or uh-huh. the furthest urinal. You're always on the end, right? Right, exactly. Um, but and then, and then the next guy one. comes in. Will either go to the far end or at least skip one. There should always be that buffer. Right. Um, what I like to do is do the math really quick and get that spot so that the next person in, no matter what, has to be awkwardly close to someone. <laughs> it's called being checkmated. Um, I love it, dude. It's a big dick move because you can look be like, yo, dude, you definitely could have gone over one more and then we could have all had one space in between us, but you chose to put me in this awkward position. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's karma coming back and why now I'm pee shy. So you're saying like instead of doing one space, you do like two spaces and then you force somebody, you force a couple dudes to have to go pee next to each other? Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's hilarious. I've never done that before, but oh, that's a big... Yeah. That's a big mental uh, mental game, dude. That's how you and fuck I... with someone. <laughs> I'm definitely going to do that the next time I'm anywhere, dude. Yeah, there you go. Think of That's me. Hilarious. Shaking it up enough. Well, with that, guys, Johnny, do you have anything else you want to share for this week? Uh, no, I talked a lot. I apologize. Uh, hopefully my audio is good. <laughs> We're going to find out that it hasn't been recording this entire time and I'm just talking. You know what's funny? I would still release it. <laughs> Commitment. <laughs> nobody nobody would understand what's happening. Uh, uh, do they uh, on a normal day? <laughs> no, this podcast doesn't make any sense. You know that, Johnny. Um, guys, if you want to follow us on social media, just search for Jumbled Podcast. Uh, if you want to listen to us elsewhere from wherever you're listening, we're on all the major, uh, podcast platforms. Just look for jumbled podcast or just jumbled. Um, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It would help out so much more than you guys know. Uh, want to give a big shout out to our sponsor audible head over to audibletrialcom slash jumbled and get that free 30 day trial and a free audio book. Um, Johnny, we're gonna have to do next month. You're gonna have to do the. Uh, I got it. I night. finished. I finished. When darkness falls, he doesn't okay. catch it. <laughs> there we go. He'll be doing the uh, the ad read for next month for November. So uh, something to look forward to. Um, and uh, if you want to be a patron to the podcast, head over to Patreon.com/slash/jumbled and get us an address. Get us an address. Oh yeah, yeah. Dress, 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 dress. (laughs) Nice. All right. Um, I think. Oh, if you want to send us an email, that would be jumbledpodcast@gmail.com or johnny.jumbled at gmail.com. Send all your dick pics to to the latter of those two. Uh, Johnny really wants to see them. He wants to critique. He wants to measure. uh, He wants to print out life size measurements and then. Yeah, man. The iPhone measuring app is pretty cool. I've never actually tried it with my junk. I'll have to see if it's accurate. Because I know up to the millimeter what I'm working with. Yeah, three. <laughs> three millimeters. It's a micro penis, dude. It's the smallest. Lo- I, I pee on my balls whenever I go. <laughs> All right, guys. This has devolved into a weird, oh, a weird outro here. But uh, we hope that you'll come back next week for another episode of Jumbled, your favorite podcast. 
about domination of Joe. Domination of Joe. Oh, shit. Shots fired, son. We'll see you guys next week. Just kidding. Love you, Joe. (laughs) Bye.